Yeah! Hello, friends! <laughs> Welcome back to the Brain Candy Podcast. I'm Sarah, one of your hostesses with the mostesses. And with me, as always, <laughs> she thought I was going to say as per usual, is a Susie Meister. How you doing today, Sus? I'm really good. I'm super excited for this episode. I know, me too. We have a lot to get to. This has been a long time coming, I think, this episode. People have been clamoring. Well, you know what? I think we probably held off because we thought maybe in somewhere in our 100 episodes, one of us would get knocked up. <laughs> right. Right? I kind of was waiting for Me that. Me too, but it hasn't happened, so yeah. I guess we're just going to have to talk about fertility and pregnancy. Barren. Right. Our wombs are empty. Empty. Dry sacks. I was just going to say that. Just like cobwebs up there. Wasteland. Just like. <laughs> uh, yes. We're not pregnant. So no. if you were expecting some sort of big announcement. Every time I post a picture of me and Landon, people are always like, <gasps> no. <gasps> no. You know what? That, that can be our first starting jumping off point. Yeah. Is sort of like the obsession uh-huh. with people Wanting you to be pregnant. Anyone. Right. They want celebrities to be pregnant. Beyonce was like a freaking, broke the internet with her mm-hmm. pregnancy mm-hmm. post. Mm-hmm. Why are people so obsessed? Is this some sort of human biological evolutionary thing? Oh, or is it one. we're all bored and want to like kill time before we die? You know, there's a part of me that kind of thinks that... Oh, I think people don't, might not like when I say this. Let's say it. That we as women are like fulfilling our like goddess like job on this earth to create life. And I feel like there's nothing more beautiful or more powerful than a pregnant woman. And maybe that is the time where our male counterparts kind of recognize that too. Because I've been seeing like pregnant women get... A different kind of attention. Yeah, but I think it's bad news bears. What? Like, I think that it's because... It's sort of be like, worship me, I carry life. No, I yes. feel like that might be... An, that's a nice idea. Yeah. But I feel like it's more like, yep, you're doing your job. Oh. And that's what's expected of you. And if you don't do that, if you don't have kids, then you are... Yes. Useless. Ooh, okay. Yep, okay. I don't like that. No, you're right. I'm happy for people when they get pregnant if they mm-hmm. want that, and um, and when they have children. But like, why should we act like that? Some and sort of. And you know of- what? You're right because if your body got, or first of all, if you don't want to have kids, don't have kids. Please. Kids? And let me tell you, there are times where I'm like, you know what? Maybe I don't want to have kids. Really? I really do think that sometimes. Get the hell out. I know. I'm just like, eh, I can do this. Is this like whenever you're watching Netflix and you're like, I kind of wish I could keep doing this forever? Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> For real, though. What, what spawns that No, thought? I just am like, do I really have it in me to be selfless for the rest of my life? Mm-hmm. Like, you really just have to give up a certain... Could I do this? Am I... What if I'm too much of a selfish, selfish bee? <laughs> well, there's a cure for that, and it I is know. having kids usually, although right. not always. You know, and then I'd say I'm not even that selfish on the scale of, uh, you know, but I don't know. Sometimes I just think yeah, I do love my vacations. I mean, the funny thing with you is we've had several times where we we thought you've taken several so many tests around. Uh, let me tell you, people, I have forced Susie to take, no, she has encouraged me 
to go purchase <laughs> m- multiple pregnancy tests. Because I have, I, I, I swear I could be one day late and I get like a rogue zit in a place <laughs> that doesn't belong. And I'm like, oh, that hormones are changing. I'm definitely pregnant. Yep, I feel pregnant. Yeah. My husband is on the road so much. <laughs> it's like it would be close to immaculate conception if, if I were to get pregnant. One time I made Sarah buy a pregnancy test at Rite Aid and she took the test right there in its bathroom. In the Rite Aid bathroom with Susie outside the door counting to 60. And I was like, hey, wow, you're done this in is there? Super classy. So classy. And then I thought about it afterwards. I was like, God, my birth announcement story is always going to be Susie in the Rite Aid bathroom <laughs> in downtown Long Beach. There have been several times at my house when you were like, yeah, I don't know, my pregnant or my uh, period's like two weeks late. And I'm like, take a tip. What are you doing? Because sometimes it's relayed and I don't know. That's funny. Yeah. But she never is. It's always a false alarm. Mm -hmm. But Can I admit something funny once? Yeah. I did? Yeah. So I thought I was pregnant once, like, I mean, you know, like I usually do. And (laughs) uh, we were having a big party the next day and I knew I was going to be drinking. And I was like... I'll take the pregnancy test on Monday. <laughs> Break I, all the way through the weekend, folks. I swear. That's to, right. Already abusing my children. I totally, Not even out yet. I totally get that because when I what took my pregnancy test, I hadn't even missed my period yet. That's how early it was. Wow. I just felt. You knew. Okay. So I'll probably know. But um, I thought to myself after I got the positive, like that night when it was time for the nightly wine, I was like, "No, I, I just wouldn't have known normally because I didn't miss my period right. yet." You should have just drank up. Sus. I couldn't do it. Oh, you're right. You're right. You can't. Maybe you can't because you can, once you know, you couldn't. You couldn't. It I mean, would. I personally, I couldn't do. I don't it. think I could too. But I just thought, damn bitch, I why did I take that test? Right. <laughs> but yeah. you know, whatever. So. That's I totally funny. get that impulse where you're just like, it's like, eh, maybe not. <laughs> but that's a real controversial subject. And I know I did not drink during my pregnancy. And of course, people advise you not to. But I know women that not only drink casually, but like kind of like pound it. <gasps> really? Really. I don't Even at that. a restaurant. I'm all for, you can have a glass of wine at night, like at yeah. night. Who cares? I do like, not care. A little eight ounce. Six ounce, <laughs> six ounce glass, six ounces. That's we call that a tipple around here. Yeah, like just, just give a me a little tipple. tipple. Like, come on. I come didn't. On. I, I didn't do that. But if people want to, whatever. Uh, we have a guest later on in the show, Camila, who is actually on the Real World Boston many many moons ago, and she is now an OBGYN. Perfect. So I'm sure she would not tell. Yeah, she's gonna be like, no. <laughs> She'll be like, what kind of podcast? Right. Is exactly. This? We do not approve of that, people. One of the reasons why, though, it bothers me that sort of don't you know don't have sushi, don't drink, don't do anything, don't have soft cheeses, is just because they can't test on pregnant women. Correct. So the answer is we don't know Correct. what happens when Correct. you do certain things. And so they're I was just, like, just trying to remind people of that show, I didn't know I was pregnant, and Teen Mom. And be like, remember those two shows? You're doing fine. Right. I didn't know I was pregnant? Are you serious? <laughs> I did a tweet about it once, but I it's kind of mean, so I won't share it, but you guys can Google it. Oh my, I just can't. I mean, I don't know about I don't that get one. that. I don't get it either. I mean, I... Here's what changed for me, though. Somebody, this happened to somebody that I knew indirectly, 
And I always thought it was just the bigger ladies that didn't notice. Because, I mean, if mm-hmm. you're thin, how in the heck would you not notice your gigantic belly? Mm-hmm. But she was like a ballerina and... Oh, it was real small. Real small. You know what? I There's a, a woman in at school with me who just had a baby who you couldn't even tell she was pregnant until she was six plus months. I heard a rumor, and I don't know whether this is accurate... But that Priscilla Presley was so pressured by Elvis to not gain much weight that she only gained like 10 pounds when she was pregnant. Well, I did hear that you really only need to gain something like 21 for a baby to be. And and the only amount of... You need to increase your calories the equivalent of a half of a peanut butter and jelly sandwich. 300, they say. That's... And people are like, By the way, go crazy we are not doctors. No, not at all. I mean, <laughs> well, I am, but not are, that kind. But not that kind. No, like not even close. We don't know what the hell we're talking about. Not at all. So please, just can I mean, it. I'm lucky if I can keep a house plant alive for a we, couple we're months. We're just so. talking about this, this in the same way you'd talk about it with your girlfriends yeah. over coffee. Yeah. We're not trying to make some big thing here. No, but so I'll tell you something it. that's. Totally, uh, no scientific evidence behind it whatsoever, but a true story. (laughs) Okay. So, I had a friend who had been trying for like three or four years to get pregnant. And she could not get pregnant. She had uh, fibroids, I think they're called, that are inside your ovaries and make it very difficult for, I don't know, embryos to develop. I can't remember the details of it. But they told her... The likelihood of you getting pregnant is slim to none without medical intervention. Got it. And she came to my baby shower. And at my baby shower, not baby shower, bridal shower. I When I had my bridal shower, she was there. And my mom, as a gift for my wedding, gave me at the bridal shower these Peruvian fertility dolls that she had taken from this village in Peru. And she was like, you keep these. These will get you pregnant when it's time, blah, blah, blah. So my friend takes them and jokingly like is like, oh, my God, maybe they'll help me. And she rubs them all over her body like, oh, they're going to help. And like, you know, jokingly. At my wedding, which was a few weeks later, she announced that she was pregnant. And she got pregnant three days after she was at my whoa the week that she was at my uh, baby showers when she got pregnant That's right funky. afterwards and the doctors were like we don't even know how it happened and she's like those things work ben all my friends were asking to borrow their fertility dolls That's they cool. made their way uh, my friend kelly who now has her baby fertility dolls lived at her house for a little while wow yeah hey that's cool i like that so story. you know no science behind it but we keep them in our guest room. I really think it's funny to read about all the different ways people predict whether you're having a boy or a girl. Oh, I love this. That's super funny. Uh-huh. You know, like the, there's a million of them. Yes. They say if you do it on the second day of ovulation, you're going to have a girl because the ma- the male That's sperm right. are faster. Yeah. So they're. That's actually true. That yeah, part is true, it but does. it's not like foolproof. Right. Yeah. And also, you're not saying that all all of the male ones are going to make it there and all like Yeah. A slow female could also make it. Yeah. And the fast male is just I don't know, whatever. I, I didn't find out I was having a boy. Would you find out? No. If- mm-hmm. Because I do not conform to a binary gender system. Oh my god. This is so hippy dippy. I know. 
That's why. Yes, because why on earth would I say? I can't wait till you're pregnant and people ask you and you say that. Yep, They're gonna be I like, will. "Oh, go fuck yourself." I'll be like, I hope it's a baby, and I, I don't like because I'm like, what if? But my mean, child, you can put, does not have. God forbid that something. I just, I just Sarah. don't want to set the child up for, and I don't want the oh, to be gendering the child before it either even comes out. Sorry, Sarah, but yes. there's a difference between. <laughs> sex and gender. Correct. And so when you find out the sex of the child, that doesn't mean you're finding out the gender. Correct. So can't we do that? Without There's you giving t- this ridiculous answer? Ah, <laughs> uh, I don't want to find out. No, I didn't want to either. And I do feel like the surprise is so funny. It is. It is really. And then because also like there are just, there are too many, I don't know. I just know too much about the percentages of the likelihood of having. Yeah. You know, things happen. Things happen. Okay, it's time to commit. 2024 is the year for prioritizing yourself. Begin your new smile journey with Byte, and you could start seeing results in just two to three weeks. Just order your at-home impression kit today for only $14.95 at Byte.com. Byte Clear Aligners are doctor-directed and delivered to your door. Treatment costs thousands less than braces. Plus, they offer financing options, accept eligible insurance, and you can pay with your HSA, FSA. Get 80% off your impression kit when you use code WONDERY at Byte.com. That's B-Y-T-E dot com. Start your confidence journey today with Byte. We have a trans person that listens to our show quite often, uh, female to male. Mm -hmm. So he's a male. And... um, He's wonderful, and I would be interested to know his opinion about, like, finding out. Yeah. Because he has a daughter, which is interesting. Yeah. But anyway, um, one thing. Yeah, I'm interested in that, too. What would you, what would somebody who maybe themselves, you know, doesn't, I would, you know. Yeah. What would they say? It's kind of complicated. It is really complicated, and you're right that sex and gender are different. But there's also like the outward appearance of something, and we know people we do. personally we do. who were intersex. Yes. Yeah. And I know that one percent of individuals are non-normative in the way of uh, their sex. So, mm-hmm. you know. So one thing that I wanted to ask you about that. But gender reveal parties are so cute. Anyway. Don't stop having those. I love looking at yeah, them on Instagram. Yeah, uh, to each his or her own. Yes, right. Don't listen to me. It's just our opinions. Um, one thing that kept coming up in people's comments on, when I asked them about this on Twitter to ask their questions was about, so people that struggle with fertility often mm-hmm. get upset when people say, when are you going to have a baby? And and kind of like pressure mm-hmm. them or even inquire. Mm-hmm. And because it's hurtful and it makes them feel sad. So how do you feel about it? Because I think that it's a fair question to ask people. Like I often say, do you, are you interested in starting a family? That's a good one. But I wonder, is that because some people feel that that's too private of a question. What do you think? She's thinking. I am. I'm trying to think because I've received this, this same question a lot since we've moved into a neighborhood that is more of a family neighborhood and we're the only single pe- you know. I think was- most of the time people are very well-intentioned and yeah. are genuinely just making small talk. And my neighbor asked it in a way that was like, and she's so sweet. She was like, uh, so are you guys, 
are you guys like planning on having kids? I mean, like, or if you don't want to have kids, that's fine. Like, she did one of those, like, I, or whatever. I mean, like, it's cool either way. <laughs> so. But some people, it says she when you're tr- struggling, which I I've never yeah. like had to deal it's with that. Hard. That they feel that it's hurtful and stresses them out more. It does, and that's not good for them. Yeah, you know, to feel that's true. But I do think people are just trying to make conversation. Most people you know, are really I, shitty at I that. I think it would, it would, we would really have to ask the opinion as somebody who has not struggled with that myself. I would not want to speak for what that feels like or what that reaction is. Yeah, like. I can't speak for them. So I bet that, and and maybe there is an answer that they would want to hear. And I'd be interested in knowing what that is so that when I ask a question, I ask in the right way. People ask me all the time because I have, my sons are going to be yeah. five this year and they're like, when are you going to have another one? Mm-hmm. What What are you going to do? I, I, it doesn't bother me at all. I always just say, well, we haven't had any luck. We've been um, trying for two years and it's not something that I'm sad about. Maybe it. so if somebody was like, hey, is your family going to grow? Is Sigmund going to get any other brothers and sisters? (laughs) (laughs) Um, And then people wanted to talk about pregnancy etiquette. But wait, I want to get back to you trying to get pregnant. Oh, what about it? Well, basically, uh, I should say I've been off birth control and sexually active. Yes. And open and hopeful that we would have another child, but no, no luck. And so, you know. Because people, you know, it's it's difficult, the questions, there's the, are you in the stage of family planning, or are you guys family planning, or whatever, and then there, because I get asked, like, you know, just by our group of friends, like, oh, are you on birth control? I'm like, fuck, I haven't been on birth control in eight years. Oh, my God. Like, no. You're but that doesn't something. mean I could get, because, you know, got to sh- aim into the goal if you want to <laughs> make a basket. Or net or whatever. That's true, Sarah. So I'm just saying that, like, that's a, no pun intended, loaded question when people are are saying. Yeah, I mean, it doesn't bother me, but, you know, if you were, like, trying for two years in the same way as I am, but Mm -hmm. we're so, really wanted another one, I'm just sort of open to it, but don't care either way. Plant with Lincoln, did you did you know when you were ovulating? Did you know when you it was just a roll of the dice and you just would try No, it? I was on birth I had started birth control, but I hadn't been on it long enough. Are you kidding me? Because he no. Adam was gone for three months, so I was off the pill. And then I went back on when he got home. Oh. Or right before he came home, but it was only a week, so it hadn't like kicked in. Oh. And so I had no idea that they I was. They mean it be. when you have to do that two week uh Apparently. Apparently. <laughs> Wow. So, but I, it was, I did not want to get pregnant, but it was a blessing in disguise because I probably would never have been like, I'm doing it. I'm so glad you did, but I'm so angry that I only got one photo of you pregnant. And it wasn't even like, it was of the back of you. Really? Yeah. It was like you in the hallway or in a bathroom, black and white, gorgeous photo of like a, like kind of a sideways. It was so beautiful. And I was I like, don't I don't even get to touch her belly. I don't even get to kiss her belly. She's 2,000 miles away. I would do it differently now. Like, at that time, I was in grad school getting yeah. my doctorate, and it was so stressful that I was just sort of surviving. So I didn't – it wasn't a joyful thing. Mm-hmm. But now it would be fun. 
Mm-hmm. You know, I would try to enjoy it more. I want you to get pregnant. Yeah, well, I'm hoping you and I get pregnant at the same time. Me too. Because it would be a fucking hoot. Oh, my gosh. And then there would be no wine problems. You no, know? None. Because then my drinking, but, oh, it would be great. Yeah, it would be sobs. Oh, yeah. People asked if I had trouble not drinking. I did no, not. It didn't did not bother me. Trouble. In the least. I had no desire. All I wanted was to sleep. Oh, God. <laughs> That's that all I nice. wanted <laughs> right now. I can't wait to tell my, be like, are you kidding me? I'm pregnant right now. I'm going to use that all the time. Yeah. Anytime my husband even looks at me in a way I don't like, I'd be like, mm-hmm, I'm carrying your child. Wait. Shut up. I should say, by the way, if we haven't mentioned this before, when we did our um, psychic reading with John Edward, mm-hmm. he actually thought you were pregnant mm-hmm. and said there was baby energy all around you. Mm-hmm. So That's why I went out well, I was. I don't know why he thought you and not me because we were sitting together, yeah. but he said you, and um, so maybe your this is on the horizon. Maybe you. But people wanted me to mention, Allison wanted me to mention pregnancy etiquette. You know how, like, people touch strangers' bellies? Uh-huh. What the fuck I is that now. about? What do you mean now? What were you doing I before? used to be that person. Strangers? Mm-hmm. In, like, the grocery store? I would just, I mean, this is, like, younger me. Like, 15, four, 13, 14. What were you my doing? my mother does it. So I just picked up her bad habits. But you know what? If your mom did it, it wouldn't bother you. I know. <laughs> That's what people say. She is, like, a different thing going on. But I never had any strangers do it to me, but I Didn't will tell you. did you say men treated you weird, though? You could always tell the men that had a fetish for it. Because <gasps> they would look at you like you were a sexy woman uh-huh. when you're like, I am not a sexy woman uh-huh. right now. But they're like, oh, yes, you are, uh-uh. girl. Uh-huh. There's some guys that are into it. There's a lot of guys that are into that. Oh. That is a well-searched porn Christ. topic. Yeah. What I will say is... I had several experiences because at that time I took the bus to school. People wouldn't get up out of their seats and let me sit down. Mm. And I was like nine months pregnant. What the? There's not a lot of chivalry going on. And so if you see a pregnant woman, you fucking get your ass up whether you're a woman or a man because my ankles are swollen. Yeah. (laughs) I'll show you a picture. I'm putting it in the newsletter. Yes. Of my swollen. You won't even believe it. Oh my God. It I looks like wait. I have a fat suit on. I want to see. Oh my God. Let me write this down. Write it if down. you want to sign up for the newsletter, go to the braincandypodcast.com and put your email in. <laughs> I know you're dying to see my swollen ankles, but it is unbelievable. It was just like the last couple weeks, yeah. but holy shit. You That's can't, it's out of no, you're like, you what know is what? Happening? My friend Kelly sent us a picture of hers and I showed my husband. He was like, that's. Kelly, it's she unbelievable. Like she would probably be five hundred pounds because your body that. retains water for yeah. whatever reason. And um, I also got carpal tunnel, and that lasted for so over, did Kelly over a year. That she lasted. did too. What is the deal with that? She totally got it too. She also got diabetes. <laughs> the way you said it is diabetes. <laughs> Wilford Brimley, <laughs> she got diabetes. Yes, she had to take blood, like <laughs> shots and everything. You had to watch her. No, and she said it was common. one of the. We talked about. It. She said uh, it was, you know, not like a blessing, but it made her so conscious and aware of what she was eating. Yeah, man. That she did not gain a lot of weight to her pregnancy. She was like fit as, a, and now she doesn't even. Ugh, we work out at the same gym, and I was with her this morning, and I looked at her, and I was like. If you asked us which other two of us just had a baby, they would not pick you. <laughs> I was real upset. Does she breastfeed? 
Uh, yeah, for a bit. But you know what? I think she was one where breastfeeding was a struggle. And Mariana said the same thing when I was like, let's talk about the pregnancy and fertility episode. She was like, breastfeeding sucked. It's worst. She's like, I give up. Forget it. If you had a good experience breastfeeding, congratulations. But let me tell you what. I would rather go through childbirth again than breastfeed. I think my friends would also agree with that. Like, if I had another one, I would breastfeed again because I believe in it. But I'll tell you what. It was hell. Mm, Just by the face you're making right now. The pain was immense. And it's not for everyone. Some people say it just... I mean, he latched easily. That mm-hmm. wasn't the problem. Mm-hmm. It's just, oh my God, is it horrible? I can't wait. <laughs> but it is very special. And I felt like it was almost a spiritual experience. Yes. But Christ, it hurts. Oh, God. Oh, you're making my nips hurt. Oh, just thinking Lord. about it. Woo, they're like crawling back in. You know, one thing some people wanted to talk about is the very common experience now of people. Um, getting pregnant later. Oh yeah, you know yeah. the after thirty five. Yeah, and some people uh, freeze their eggs mm-hmm. and all that jazz. And so, you know, what do you think about that? The high risk pregnancies. Like, do you think women should do it earlier? You know, I I think is there ever really like the quote unquote right time and everything? I think you do what works for you, and if you want to wait, that's fine. And if you I think know the risks that are involved, but I don't think that any of that should stop you because just because there are risks no matter what you do. And there are many women who are over 40 who have children. And I mean, my youngest brother was born when my mom was 40. And wow, I didn't know that. I think my friends had their children when they were like 36, 37, 38. That's what I mean. It's very common now. Yeah. And their ha- kids are happy and healthy and everything. And you know what I don't like is I don't like the doctor who told me at 29 that I need to really like get on my on birth plan and like get on it. With, and I said, yo, different strokes for different folks. You know. <laughs> Um, a lot of people do do something, which is called getting married. Yes, they do. If you or someone you know is getting married, you should try Zola. It is a one-stop shop for couples who want to register and don't want to be limited by a certain brand or store. You can go on and find over 450 brands that the happy couple can choose from. And what's cool is they have like basically crowdsourcing. So like, 10 people can Love chip that. in to buy something that's super expensive that maybe they couldn't otherwise. And um, you can stock people's bar. You can buy them subscriptions Ooh. to like wine stuff, exactly. you know. Um, you can make a cash fund. And if you're not getting married, you could even do a birthday registry. <gasps> Sarah, Sarah's birthday. Um, group gifting, things like that. Go to Zola.com slash brain candy. That's Zola.com slash brain candy and get 50 bucks when you register and use Zola. I mean, I would, what's not to love about it? Right. Hello. Yeah. So you can donate to their honeymoon, anything like that. Sweet. Go to com slash Um, Yeah. So that's something that's very common now is women are having to kind of plan for, you know, late in life pregnancies or like single motherhood. Yes. And being like, well, I'm not married, but I'm ready to I have a baby. Fine. Yeah, man. 
And you know what? Those men are good for nothing anyway. I, I, I hate to... I Well, these are not my words, and I don't want anybody to like take this as like, oh, blah, blah, blah. but I had a therapist a long time ago who told me, you know, no dad's better than a real shitty dad. Amen. I'm sorry, but if I think looking back, my mom, we could, she could have fucking crushed it mm-hmm. without the drama of everything that my dad brought into the situation. Yeah. I mean, we were alone anyway. She was a single mom anyway. It would have been yeah. just easier to do it without having to... She wasn't getting child support. By the way... She had to pay him. Ugh. Sarah recommended the Ali Wong comedy special yeah. on Netflix. She's seven and a half months pregnant in the comedy special. Oh my special. God, this is the perfect time to say this. Yeah, and my God. Did First it of all, No, it was... One of the best comedy specials I've ever seen. Yes. And not because she was pregnant. Correct. It's because the material was fucking great. Woman, man, pregnant, not pregnant. I don't care. What oh, she is. My God. A comic genius. I agree. She's one of the best comics I've ever seen. And that's why you have to watch seen. her show Fresh Off the Boat because yeah. it's so fucking funny because she's the writer for it. Yeah. She's so good. And I remember when I was telling you this and I, I, about it, and I was like, yeah, but she's like, maybe not a feminist, yeah. but I'm not going to give it away. And I yeah. was like, just watch. Yeah. Yeah, so good. Yeah, man. The whole thing was like, <laughs> you know, it started out and I was like, okay, you know, she's funny. And then I had to stop it because I was laughing so hard. <laughs> oh, far- I want to watch it with you. When she was talking about Chinese women in the park when they're doing their Tai Chi and the <laughs> visors. And yeah. <laughs> Sarah's mimicking it. It is so funny. She is a... I got to get her on this show. Oh, my God. What? I would die. We have to make it our mission. We do. I just got goosebumps. Oh, my God. I just had a physical reaction. (laughs) And so, of course, it's novel that she was pregnant when she did the comedy special. And she does a whole bit about how the reason you've never seen that before is because female comedians never get pregnant. Uh, And she goes, think about it. Go ahead. I'll wait. And this, you can't. Nobody. Um, but it's, the material is amazing. As a student of comedy. Yeah. It was. I, I, I remember watching it and just being like, I got to watch it from the beginning right now. It's so good. It's so good. So watch that. We'll yeah. put a link or something. Yeah, but we'll it's definitely on, put It's on Netflix. Yeah. Um, Check it out. Let's see. What else do people want to know? Oh, do you think, yeah, one, is one of the keys to a happy marriage not having children? Yes. Scientifically, yes. Yeah. Based on studies. I know. Isn't that sad? Yeah. Kids, uh, when you look back uh, retrospectively, then kids are shown to increase happiness, but only slightly, but not compared to people who... Uh, don't have children and not compared to people in the moment. Like if you ask a parent in the moment, are they happy right now? Blah, blah, blah. A person with children will score significantly lower. Than yeah. Those I mean, there is no doubt about it. And studies show that people are not happier when they have kids, no. but perhaps it adds meaning. Who knows? Yes. And those moments, it's kind of like the way I, I picture it is like the, the highs can be higher though. You know, there are those, those joys that you get, like when when that's what I'm when doing. you come home and Lincoln goes, Mom, or like he's so excited to see you. Oh my God! When that, like I think about how excited, how cute it is when my dog gets excited to see me when I get home. Yeah, and I was like, if this thing talked, 
Yeah. That'd be awesome. It's and really, if it came out of my vagina, that'd be better. When he's, you know, sleepy and he says, I love you, mama, like a hundred times, mm-hmm. it feels very authentic. And I'm like, I love you too. <laughs> I need you to Google something because oh, okay. somebody wrote a comment oh, yeah. and it's just a word what? that I don't know. Okay, let's Google it. Okay. Right. This could be ended up on the uh, cutting room floor, depending on what we're Googling. T-O-K-O-phobia. Tocophobia. Okay. Oh. What is it? Is the pathological fear of pregnancy that can lead to an avoidance of childbirth. Can be classified as primary or secondary. Primary is a morbid fear of childbirth in a woman who has no previous experience of pregnancy. So like a woman who is absolutely... Absolutely terrified of getting pregnant, and I do know somebody who has this. Mm. My first girlfriend had this. Mm. She thought she would talk about how the idea of a pre- of a something growing inside of her felt it like just the whole idea sounds like an alien, and Truly. that's so fucking weird. Yeah, she's like it creeps me out. I feel like it's a parasite that would kill me. Why would I want that in my body? It does. It did all through my pregnancy feel like. Z, you know, Z Week, like the Alien miniseries. Yeah. It was, and in fact, funnily enough, that we were just talking about Ali Wong and the pregnancy thing. I did stand up comedy when yes. I was nine months pregnant. One time, I was opening up for a friend at the Improv, and it was my worst comedy ever. You just what? I did, thought I was hilarious, and they didn't. No, okay, because sometimes I feel like if they don't want. That's why I think her comedy special is so amazing and it should really be applauded because th- you're already starting you're already starting 10 steps behind as a woman. Now you're starting a fucking half well, a now, mile and down the road. Well now you're a pretty woman and you're pregnant. And I you're mean pretty. Her. I'm not saying me, I'm saying right, her. Right, right. No, and, and she, come on. Yeah. Now they're going to say, "Okay, well, oh, oh, she Come on." Yeah. So that was, there's I, a lot. I didn't drink caffeine during my pregnancy, but I will admit that before one of my sets, I did a, like a Red Bull. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> I did because I was so tired. And like, oh, that's funny. That's, don't tell on me, guys. I had a Red Bull. Don't tell CYS. I, I won't. But people, one, I got heckled by a woman in the front row who was mad that I was saying how gross pregnancy was. And she was like, it's beautiful. Mm. She was mad. That I told the truth. I'm probably going to be that annoying woman. I'm probably going to be like the... But it can be beautiful for her. It's right. Not beautiful it's for me. for everybody, but I'm definitely going to be that. Like, I want the bathtub in my house and, like, birthing center. Like, I want to be born, the baby to be born in water and no epidural and all that annoying stuff. Granola shit. Well, have fun. That sounds real good. I'll tell you all about it. Um, yeah, so well, there was something I wanted to say... Oh, one thing that I thought was interesting in the comments was how somebody said, like Lexi said, how TV slash movies make pregnancy and labor seem like a horror film. And then someone wrote, I would say they make it look easier (laughs) than it is. And so Lexi has a kid and for Uh her, it was not, it was easy. She had, I guess it was a plan C-section. Yeah. Just go in. And so awesome for her. But for some women, it is like a nightmare. Yeah. My friend said she just had a baby last week, 27 hours of labor. Yeah. It's, it it so can be really... 27 hours of pushing seems like... You're not pushing for 27 Well, you know. <laughs> That'd be something. Yeah. <laughs> but, I feel like there's a lot of pain and uncomfort for 27 hours. Yeah. 
Um, of course, also, I've got bad cramps that have lasted for 48. You know so. what? My sister said that. She goes, I used to think to myself, I've had some pretty bad diarrhea, so I'm ready. <laughs> and how was she when she had a baby? She was like, oh, hell no. Okay. Because to um, me, I'm always like, she's my five cramps are so bad. She's pounds. So, okay. Yeah. Hello. She's not really built for it. No. Please, these hips, I could probably sneeze and I'll have a baby when I'm ready. <laughs> You'll be one of those ones where, like, it just comes right out. No, I honestly feel like sometimes when do you, when I have cramps and, like, sometimes when it's really bad and it's that time of the month, I, I can have almost, like, a vision of how this is in some way preparation for childbirth. Like, do you ever get the, the it feels better when you have cramps when you push? No, I never knew oh, that. Oh, I do. It's almost like the only way that they'll go away. And mm-hmm. I go, I need to remember what this feeling is because I bet it's the exact same sensation when it's time. It's like an urge to, like... Whenever you have a baby, we're going to have to have, like, a very special episode of Brain Candy. Yeah. I'll bring the mic in and I'll yes. get some, like, live feed. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, the little, the ultrasound, like... One, <laughs> one thing that happened to me when I was pregnant and then continued to happen was that I got horrible acne. <sighs> And it was mortifying. And you can't take any medicine for it when you're <gasps> pregnant. You're right. So you just feel like a loser and embarrassed. But after that, and since then, I've discovered, as you all know, BioClarity, which is basically the natural calming cleansing. It has green tea and chamomile in it. Okay? Okay. And <laughs> it's a three-step acne wash that, as you guys know, I'm in love with and is uh, something that really works for me. And you should try it. Go to bioclarity.com and get your first month for only $9.95 plus free shipping. It's a $20 savings and it's a 100% risk free money back guarantee. Love it. With code love it. Brain Candy. Don't forget to use code Brain Candy to get that special deal at bioclarity.com. Let us know how it works for you. But yeah, for real, that was embarrassing to me. And it was part of the reason why I thought I was um, going to have a boy. Was because they say that the testosterone oh. get, can really mess up your hormones. Oh. oh my God, that is another thing that Mariana said to me this morning when I was like, hey, we're having this episode. And she was like, hey, how about tell your listeners how your body just does weird things and how I knew I was having a boy when I woke up and I was covered in a rash from head to toe. Yeah, and I the got doctor that was too. like, oh, that's just your body fighting off testosterone. Yeah. She was like, Excuse me? Yeah. Nobody tells you about the hives all over from head to toe. Well, it wasn't hives. It's a red rash all over like your torso. Ugh. And I had that too. Wow. But I also dreamt that I was having a boy. And I think I've said to you, studies show that's the one way that has been statistically shown to be a good predictor of what sex you're going to have. is Because your body knows what uh-huh. the sex of the baby yes, is. Yes, it does. And so your mind knows. Oh! So that's fun. That always is so cool. My baby boy. Yeah. So whenever they took it out, and by that point, I was like over the whole thing, and they were like, "It's a boy." And I'm like, "I know, <laughs> I know." Quit talking to me. God. And I, I remember thinking to myself because at that time I had, um, it was not a, ple- it was a kind of a an emergency situation, mm-hmm. and um, I thought to myself, I hope they don't think they're gonna make me hold that kid right now. Because you know uh-huh. how in the movies and stuff, no. they always hand it over? And I was like, get that thing away from me. Oh, my mom, when she had me, was too, was like freaking, like freaking out. Like was too, well, yeah, you know, you have, whatever. And physically, she couldn't physically hold yeah, me. Me too. I, my grandfather was the first person to hold I me. I was shaking. She's like, I can't, oh, I can't, oh, 
I was shaking. He had to go to the NICU because of this blood uh, blood oh. pressure. Whatever. It's always a mess. You know. But I want to introduce my guest today, our guest, Yay. Camila, who um, she has a website and it's called O, just the letter O, Baby Maternity. Because she does, she's an OBGYN, but she also does consulting. Oh. Because she's like, everyone Googles everything and has all this false information. And so she is a consultant if you need help with breastfeeding or labor or anything like that. She's amazing. And she's so pro-women. Yes. And she's wanted to be an OBGYN her whole life. That's so great. So she was on uh, The Real World Boston. And if you want to hear like what her reality experience was like, you can go to patreon.com slash brain candy. I put that part of the interview on there so that you can hear what she's been doing and what she thinks of reality TV and um, her her roommates who include Sean Duffy, who's a congressman. This is just, I mean... Her website? Yes, and yeah. I just love that we're in the company of people like this yep. who have done awesome Really stuff. special. Real special. Yeah, she's awesome, so... Check it out. and uh, I mean, she freaking went to Stanford, She's for Christ's sake. She's a very smart woman. <laughs> I know. She rocks. That's amazing. So welcome to the show, Camila. Yay! Doctor. can't believe you're here. I know. It's been a really long time, Miss Susie Meister. It's not right. It's been years. Why has it been? Because mm, I go through periods of being a little lame and incognito. <laughs> <laughs> well, thank God for Facebook, I guess. Yeah, I know. It's meant so much, right, to connect yeah. people. And your posts, you know, are super meaningful and Aww, downright nice. righteous. So <laughs> it's always <laughs> Well, it's on good. Twitter, which is – we're friends on Facebook, but on Twitter I'm way more uh, snarky and political. I don't know if you'd like that more or less. You know, I, I think just you got might a like Twitter it. account. I think I, I'm gonna, you know, I'm showing my age and I'm young. Why are going you on. anti-social media? You know, I'm not <laughs> anti-social media. That's just it. I just am like <laughs> letting the world pass me by. But 2017, <laughs> I decided to participate. So I'm so glad. Have, yeah. and we're so glad yeah. to have you on the Brain Candy Podcast because we have a lot of questions for you. Our audience is 90% women. And we thought, why aren't we talking about things like fertility and women's reproductive health and things that, you know, we all have to deal with. And then I remembered, I have this awesome friend who knows everything about it. (laughs) I try. (laughs) So tell me this. My first question for you, ma'am, is what is a day of work like for you as an OBGYN? Yeah, you know, my days are really great. My days are so great. Um, So every day is different, which is awesome Yeah, to prevent boredom. And because, you know, we tend to have short attention spans sometimes. But I can start like Monday, tomorrow. I have surgeries. I get to operate on people and fix them. And it's so cool because one day it might be, oh, for example, um, this past Friday, I did a little surgery on a 14-year-old. Whoa. And this might be a little graphic. I hope not. But she was playing around uh, when she was nine 
on a ladder and one of the rungs of the ladder broke. And so she fell and she landed on a pole. It's called no. a straddle injury. Yeah. And she broke her little labia, like oh my literally goodness. broke her labia. And for whatever reason, her mom didn't, her parent didn't bring her in. And now she had this sort of, sort of like a doubled labia on Aww. one side. And you can imagine a little little girl, preteen, teenager is like already self-conscious and feeling really awkward in her skin. And I got to fix her labia for her and she looks gorgeous and beautiful. And so, um, it's, it's great. Like I can fix people and help them feel better about their bodies and, you know, two hours later, I might be bringing a baby into the world. Oh, my God. And, yeah, and then I go to the office, and I um, do everything from trying to help people get pregnant to take care of pregnant people, prevent people from being pregnant. <laughs> <laughs> right. You know, it's like it's a little bit of everything. But Oh, my God. I have so many questions. So whenever yeah. you mentioned this girl that you helped – what is sort of the sense that you get from young people about how they feel about their bodies and their vaginas and things like that? Do they actually share that with you? Uh, they do share that with me. And if they don't share, I often ask because it's really, I find that despite parents' best intentions, young people still tend to get their information about their body and sexuality and what's supposed to do what and beware from the internet. Yeah. And I'm finding that a lot of young men and women also get their information from, you know, these free porn sites. And so everyone thinks they're supposed to like look and function a certain way. And when it doesn't, they feel really crazy about themselves and they shouldn't. So, um, yeah, I'm finding that most people still feel a little awkward in their skin. And mm. so I try and normalize their appearance because everyone really looks the same. And mm. I try and just put into their lives pieces of factual information about their bodies, how it's supposed to work, you know, help them feel beautiful and empowered by the time they leave the office. Yeah. Yeah. Man, that sunset is gorgeous. Grill, patio, sunset. Hard to get better than that. Unless you're browsing Carvana's inventory while you soak it all in. Oh, burger time. So sit back, get comfortable. Carvana's got thousands of cars under $20,000 just waiting for you. I could stay here forever. Carvana, where car buying meets comfort meets convenience. Download the app or visit Carvana.com today. Do you think that, see, because I wonder, in some cases I would think the media would make some women feel insecure, as you suggest. But then other times I think maybe all this information makes them feel liberated and like, hey, everybody's naked online everywhere, so what's the big whoop? But that's not happening? Um. Well, it's a little bit of both. Yeah. And, you know, if you're... Um, you know, 34, living on your own, paying your own bills, then go for it. But if you're 14, kind of yeah. confused and sending, you know, naked pics and it ruins your 
right kind of school life. life it's a different situation so it's been really cool being able to help some young people navigate that for themselves and yeah. come in and come into that liberation that's a pretty well you huge. Is it correct that you wanted to do this for a really long time? Like, I think even before I knew you. Yeah. I wanted to be, you know, I grew up around such powerful women. um, And one thing I just grew up distinctly being impacted by is whenever one of them were sick on their period (laughs) yeah in the sense that they were like hemorrhaging a lot weak not feeling well everything fell apart in the household like it was a true matriarchy like everything Mm. flowed through the women in in my house and so when they weren't well myself and my cousins the younger people we didn't we didn't do as well yeah um so it was really impressed on me at a young age like got to keep women healthy to keep families going To keep kids in school. Yeah, to keep food on the table. um, To keep everyone moving forward, the woman has to be at 100%. So So how many years have you been in this field? Um, You know, I'd say women's health in general, honestly, since ninth grade. Whoa. Ninth grade. Yeah. This has been my life. What do you think um, I, has changed since you began? Um, I think more people, I think in general, the amount of respect that women have in medicine and over their bodies has changed. Hmm. I, I, I distinctly remember times when, you know, women were being, well, look, we're still here, but really being impacted by not having access to birth control and Mm. abortion and, Mm. and it was such a negative impact of women being told what to do with their bodies. Now, don't get me wrong. People are still (laughs) telling us what to do with our bodies, but in general, um, at least my experience being in a major city, it's definitely not this way in middle America, the South, but the access to birth control has been tremendous. Right. Um, so it's been an improvement. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. But like yeah. lately, I'm sure you're feeling this because I haven't been on birth control for a long time, but I stockpile it because I'm afraid somebody's going to tell me I can't get it anymore. Yeah. Do you feel like people are scared? Yeah. Oh, people are absolutely scared. Um, it was really right after the election. I was in my head. I was, went to, um, and then I eventually went to my office manager. I was like, I think we need to start working on Saturdays because we got to get all these IUDs in. Oh like God. people were coming. I can't give you a percentage, but it was definitely hundreds of percent increase. Wow. And people coming in for birth control. And I always write for months at a time because the idea of having to go get your pill every month to the pharmacy is ridiculous. Right. So <laughs> I'm like, I write for three months and I give them a year supply as much as I possibly can. But they're like, can you give me like yes. three years? Right. And I'm like, I wish, I wish it worked that way. I right. wish it worked that way. Yeah. But Cause it's yeah, scary, man. It's really, people are so scared and I, I hate that feeling, but 
I've been putting in IUDs, like a trip to the grocery store. Like I'm throwing them in. I love it. I love it though. (laughs) That is good. That's the silver lining, I guess. It is. It is. And I mean, years, not even maybe a handful of years ago, talking to a 20 something year old, but Hey, have you thought about an IUD? It'll get you five, 10 years. Yeah. No, I, you know, that was just like taboo. And now they come to me like, can we do this? Oh my God. You know, yesterday, like, yes, we can do it. Well, okay. So when, let me, let me talk about fertility and pregnancy for a minute. Mm -hmm. Whenever you're dealing with pregnant women and their partners, what is the most annoying thing that they do? Um, what is the most annoying thing that pregnant women, I know that you like to say positive, but I don't. I do. I do. Okay. I like to say positive, but I do have some things that like, okay. And then we'll get positive. (laughs) Go ahead. Then then we'll get lighthearted. Um, it really burns me up when (laughs) someone comes in and they're like, well, you know, I did my research and And then they come up with something that directly contradicts like what I've been trying to educate them about for the last 20 minutes. <laughs> and it's drives me crazy. And I'm like, nothing you find on Google in 20 to 15 minutes can surpass. Right. Come on, guys. Like, I love that so much. 15, you know, years of study and experience and training. Like, it's kind of... Um, it, it makes me mad. Well, okay. That's mad. great. I love that. Thank you for indulging me. And to put yeah. it in a nicer way, what is it that like pe- listeners, our listeners might be wrong about? Like what do people get wrong a lot that you feel like, why is this still being acted like it's the right answer? What do, hmm. Like a misconception. Like a misconception. You know what? Um, uh, this is a basic one, but I'll give you a better one in a second. A lot of people think pregnancy is still like nine months and that's (laughs) everyone's fault. You know, (laughs) everyone's fault. Like that stems from TV and movies and media and all that. So that's everyone's fault. Yeah. Um, And whenever I'm like, okay, I'll see you next week. And they're like, well, I'm nine months. The baby should be coming. I'm like, no baby. No, no. No, no, no. That's like, you know, health class 101. But, you know, we miss that now. So, yeah, it's a real bummer, too, because people want that kid out of them. Out. Yeah. Out. (laughs) And then they look at me like I'm crazy. And I'm like, what? What do you want me to do? I, I, 10 months. What do you want me to do? What what do you think about sort of the conversations that have been happening more recently about sort of the business of, uh, maternity and uh, mm-hmm. birthing. What do you think about yeah. that conversation? Um, well that, I think that was probably the second point I was going to bring up. I yeah. feel like I wish people knew or at least felt cause it is kind of hurtful for me that mm-hmm. there was always these outlier quacky people, doctors, midwives, birth, whatever's who aren't, truly in the business of bringing healthy women and children, women and their babies through this process. And those people sometimes cast such a dark cloud on what otherwise 
you know, millions of obstetricians and gynecologists try and do every day. Mm -hmm. And I would really want your listeners to know that for the most part, if you, if you love and trust your doctor, just run with that and trust your instincts and know that your doctor is not trying to hurt you or hurt your baby or like make money by pushing you to get an epidural or make money by forcing you to deliver in a hospital or trying to assault you by, you know, I read this article a few months ago about a woman who was suing her doctor because he um, cut an episiotomy to get her baby out and she Mm. felt assaulted. Like, it's crazy. Those crazy outliers. We are here and like have devoted our lives to helping be healthy through kind of a dangerous process. Yeah. You know, people don't realize women are still dying in labor. And um, I wish people understood that we're here to help you be safe. Yeah, I agree. I found it. I find it strange how there's so much uh, suspicion now about the whole process. So much suspicion. Yeah. So much. And it really, you know, you're with someone for 10 months, loving them, loving their baby wanting for them to have the best experience. And, you know, they end up with a C-section and like all of that is out the window because you've somehow abused (laughs) them or assaulted them or traumatized them. And you're like, wait, I've been here with you for a year. Yeah. Why would I do that? You know, the suspicion is really frustrating. Tell me about Oh Baby Maternity. Oh, oh, baby maternity is my <laughs> new baby. It's like my fourth baby. I have two kids, my husband, and now this is like my new baby. Um, so actually, it's interesting. Oh, baby maternity is a consulting service that I started out of a desire to reconnect with patients hmm. um, and new mothers who really want to understand what labor is like, who really want to um, reestablish trust with a doctor and an understanding about what they're about to experience. And mm-hmm. what I was finding is a lot of my patients were going to, um, and this is not to say anything disparaging, but to like childbirth educators and nurses for birthing classes and education about the postpartum period. And they were coming to me with these questions that just were really out of line. I'm like, that's not right. You know, that's not factual, correct, or helpful information. And so I started this um, consulting service and started providing parent education as a way to bypass all the noise on Google, all the noise from people who were, are pretty much our lay people. Um, providing information about things that I've done my whole life and do every day and kind of have better insights to what help makes a good experience. So, oh, baby's my, my way to reach out to new moms and, and dads and people should check it out. It's obabymaternity.com, the letter O and baby. Yeah. Oh, baby. And so my co-host Sarah is going to be very sad that she didn't get to talk to you about all this because she has baby fever super bad. So oh we my gosh, should she give... can call me anytime. <laughs> <laughs> we sh- what should you? What do you offer her in terms of if you want to get pregnant? 
what is the advice that you give folks about that process? Yeah. I really try and tell people to relax. Yeah, man. Yeah, relax. It'll happen. Um, you know, for a woman who's under 30, the rules are we give you a whole year of trying before anyone gets their panties in a bunch about infertility. Yeah. And it really is important to just relax. Um, people in general in my practice are having babies 33, 35, 37, spontaneous, without any intervention. Um, is that the case for everyone? No. But women who are otherwise healthy, having regular periods, that's the best indication that you can get pregnant. You should take care of yourself before you get pregnant. Uh, if you're overweight, you got to lose the weight. I mean, it just makes sense. Yeah. You don't want to have, you don't want to get into a situation where because you're overweight, you're predisposing yourself to C-section, diabetes, big baby. So take care of yourself, you know? Yeah. Um, and then just a folic acid mm, because okay. you never know when you're going to actually conceive. And we know of any intervention, taking folic acid can help significantly reduce your risk for neural tube defects. So take a folic acid. All right. I'll tell her. Yeah. Do you have any regrets about your career so far? Do you have any regrets about my career? <laughs> I'm Barbara Walters Ooh. over here. What am I doing? I know. I know. <laughs> You're digging up all these emotions. Like, <laughs> so sure. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I, I think there are times when I think I w may have wanted to do a fellowship. Mm. And doing a fellowship potentially would have taken me away from my fiance at that time. Yeah. Uh, well, now husband and um, delayed having a baby maybe another three years because we would have been physically apart. Right. Yeah. So there are times when I think, oh, what if I had done this? What if I had done that? But I, I'm over it and I'm you happy with like where I am. you're where you need to be. Yeah. I feel like I'm where I need to be to help the people that I want to help. Right. So I'm over it. I, feel I love that. It. Yeah. I am going to move into a different tone because we are going to find out what the heck you've been doing in terms of personally since you were on Real World, and I'm going to harass you about being on reality TV, but we're going to put that on our patreon.com slash brain candy. So if you guys want to hear what Camila's been up to and what she thinks about her real world past, then you can go on patreon.com and listen to that there. So thank you for coming on now and being on the Brain Candy Podcast. 